We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. We are back season two. So if you're watching on Twitch right now live, listen, I appreciate you looking in. You see my guys right here. I appreciate you looking in and subs are always welcome. But if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. Watch it. Send it to your friend. Share it. <laughs> Tell your mom you like your girl Tiff. Get me out there. Get me popping. Let me introduce my guest. First of all, oh, let me stop. My esteemed producer who's hiding in the back somewhere, Mr. Brian M., thank you so much for showing up tonight and helping us out. But now, let me get to the guest. First of all, let me, let me, let me introduce y'all to Jimmy Butler's best friend right here, his best barista buddy, Mr. Rohan Nakani. Rohan, esteemed sports illustrator, writer, all-around good guy, heat truther <laughs> and shade thrower rohan say what's up to the people <laughs> uh thank you so much for having me on tiff i don't know about esteemed um <laughs> definitely a writer though and i'm happy to be on the only serious miami heat beat podcast oh. uh, the only one the only heat beat podcast that knows ball so uh, oh, i'm excited to be here thank you thank you and as you can see um He's new, but not so new. It's my guy, Lou, Saucy Hot Takes with the Saucy Hot sign behind him. Lou, say what's up to the people. Hey, man. What is up, everybody? I think it's my first time on Mixed Bag, so thank you for having me on, Tiff and Brian. Mm -hmm. And a pleasure meeting 
Rohan as well. Can't wait to get into this. Yeah, I wish I could say the same, man. I don't know why you guys got me on with a first timer. Um, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know about that. Uh, um, they didn't give me a heads up. I got to talk to my agent. Um, if if you want the truth, that was the closest thing. I the closest look like they had to get Greg Sylvander image me type of me on. Oh man. I, you know what, Rohan? It's my bad. I'll, I'll do better mm. next time. I, All right. I appreciate I, it. I'll Jeff. do better. I believe I'll in do you. better. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Somebody does. All right. So I'm, I'm going to just jump immediately into your article. There's uh, no one quite like Jimmy Butler. First of all, I said earlier, you had my, my NBA boyfriend in the article, Max Struess. Yes, I had to throw that out there. I know everybody's cringing, but they know I love Max Struess. That's it. But um, on a serious note, I want you to talk a little bit about what you learned from Jimmy about his ability to bounce back and, and be it from a singular loss or a series loss and how he's able to, each year he comes back I don't want to say a different player, but there is something different about his hunger and his thirst to win. Like what, what did you learn about him uh, from being around him doing the article? I think what I learned about Jimmy was he is someone who is, first of all, he's very authentic. He's himself at all times. He's not putting on a show for me. He's not, he's not giving me his NBA player voice and mm -hmm. I'm going to be, you know, give my perfect little media answers. He's Jimmy Butler. 100% of the time. And I think that's really cool. Okay. And I think what I learned about Jimmy was he's, he's an obsessive person. He's an obsessive person. Mm -hmm. He's obsessed with basketball. He's obsessed with coffee. Um, you know, and I think that's why he's able to, after basketball, as much as he loves it, as much as he loves competing, as much as he loves competing in dominoes, like he, he wants to experience everything in life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, losing in the finals isn't going to change what motivates him. You know, I asked right. Jimmy, um, you know, Pat Riley said it at the end of the season, after the season, he had his press conference and he said, Jimmy's the kind of player who doesn't need a pat on the back. I asked Jimmy about mm -hmm. that. And he's like, I know what I play for every single night. I know what motivates me every night. Uh, right. It's my kids. It's my family. Um, it's everything he's been through. So that, that motivation, he doesn't mm -hmm. need to go to a dark place that he lives on the edge of that motivation every single night. And I think that's what makes him special. Right. What do you think? Um, and Lou, feel free to chime in, but what do you think it's going to take to break through? Like what's, what's the breakthrough right here? Because um, if he's expressing to you, I, I don't need to go to that place that he can just, he can mentally get past it, get over it and just, and keep knocking on that wall. So what, what, what's next though? Because how much longer can he just keep knocking on this wall? I mean, I, I don't think he thinks he's slowing down in terms of what it's going to take. I don't think it's going to take more from Jimmy. I think he's given mm -hmm. the team everything he possibly could. And I think now it's on the team to make sure that they can go to that next level. And Tiff, this, I know we'll probably get to this at some point. I made a joke about it, but I think they're supporting cast. I don't think they need a third star. And I know that it's very enticing to see when teams get, you know, the Bucks going to get Damian Hill, the Celtics going to get Drew Holiday. But mm -hmm. I don't think the Heat need a third superstar. I just think they need a better, more well-rounded supporting cast. Mm -hmm. I think they have some intriguing pieces that could be good for them this year. I think they have interesting potential. But 
uh, I just think getting a more well-rounded team against around him, more consistent guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, they were in the finals last year. I didn't think they were going to beat Denver. I thought that would be a five-game series, but you get a couple more, I just think, accomplished vets in next to Jimmy. You've seen what he can do uh, with right. the team that he has. So uh, I, I think that they don't need a lot more, but mm-hmm. they do need more. Okay. It's funny that you say um, accomplished vets because, you know, when you think of accomplished veteran guys, obviously you think of guys like Kevin Love, who obviously did help to get us there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like this team, a lot of the fan base has very kind of like the show. It's like a mixed opinion on just in general, everything that happened, because I feel like they chose a different route, a route of youth. And I'm, I'm interested to see what you think of this youth. And do you think, how do you think Jimmy feels about this? Well, I don't I don't want to put words in Jimmy's no. mouth, but I, I think that right. he I think that he feels confident with any group that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a quote that didn't make it into the story, and I was rereading some of the stuff today, but he was like, Nobody's gonna pick us, nobody's mm-hmm. gonna pick a team mm-hmm. uh, that I'm on. And he's like, I don't give a fuck about any of y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> is what he said to me. So I think he's always gonna be confident in himself, confident what he can get out of a group. People said he wasn't gonna make the finals with Gabe Vincent and Max Struess starting right. with him. You know, and I think he gives guys confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a part of my story. He gave Max confidence after that Derek White shot. Going back to 2020, you guys remember how Duncan Robinson started the finals. You know, Duncan told me a story mm-hmm. at midnight. He hears a knock on his hotel door in the bubble and it's Jimmy. And he says for 10 minutes, they talk about basketball for an hour. They just talk about life and stuff like Jimmy is constantly putting confidence into these guys. And he gets his mm-hmm. rep as this teammate who's very intense and angry, but he's he's all about putting confidence in these guys. So I think that he he's ready to compete with whoever's on the team. In terms of the, the quote-unquote youth movement, I think the Heat are a team that's been especially kind of blindsided by the second apron. Um, I think a lot of NBA front offices aren't sure how that's going to play out. You know, the Heat are a team that doesn't love paying the tax. Now, on top of that, they got the second apron to deal with. You know, Pat Riley told me, when I spoke to him, that's something that's a concern for them. You know, it's a concern mm-hmm. about how they're going to build this team out with that looming over them. So I think if I don't think they necessarily want a youth movement, but their hand has right. been forced a little bit because of the new CBA. But I do think they have moves on the board. You know, Kyle Lowry, you think about what Russell Westbrook went through last season. People thought he might have been on his way out of the NBA. He gets moved to the trade deadline. The Lakers end up making the conference finals. Um, so I do think that he'd have a couple of players, contracts, picks. That could be interesting, but the season's going to be a work in progress. Right. So, and it's funny, I kind of want to, I want to move towards the hot take. (laughs) (laughs) The hot take that you had on Twitter, what was it, two days ago? And I told Mm -hmm. you, don't even talk about it. Hold that thought. So, Lou, are you familiar with Rohan's hot take, because I want to come to you first before Rohan even goes into this. I haven't heard it, but as a person whose name is Bro, Saucy Picks, I can't wait to hear it. What's going? Who did? Who is this dude? Bro? He's not even. What's? He's not even following all my takes. Hey man, uh, I'm a busy so, person. <laughs> <laughs> so let, aside from doing um, uh, what is it called? Like for Greg. <laughs> like filling like this not even filling in aside from doing like little imposter uh, shit for greg i mean i'm a so busy guy let me give you the um let me give you the sparks notes version okay <laughs> basically rohan said if jimmy and bam 
would have the Celtics supporting cast, they'd have a couple of chips right now. So what do you think? My initial reaction is I think they'd have one. Okay. Bro, do, what do you, you be reasonable for? What's that about? <laughs> nah, but the, the reason the reason I, I say that is because I think Horford specifically is probably exactly what Bam needs next to him. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. they've been looking for. That's what they've been missing. That's what they're like scouring everything for and they just can't find. Obviously, you know, I think Drew, Derek White, I mean, shit. I think that team, I think we'd be Denver, if I'm being honest, if he had those pieces around him. But I don't think it's that I don't think it's that much of a hot take. I think it's gonna rub people the wrong way because they're on the Celtics. I don't think Heat fans want to hear that shit. But personally, I don't think it's wrong. Like definitely one, maybe two is the way I'd look at it. This is this is no disrespect to guys like Caleb, Duncan, Gabe, Max, who balled out last postseason. But if you gave Jimmy and Bam, Derek White, Grant Williams, and Marcus Smart, they're mm. they're winning the title in in twenty two at least. All right, you t- Horford. We, we're always talking about why doesn't Bam play the four? There's maybe two, three centers in the league who make who make sense next to Bam. Horford is one of them. That dude's yep. a beast. He locks down Embiid. Um, he's yep. one of the best post defenders in the NBA. He can shoot threes, even though he didn't shoot well last postseason. I mean, think about the front court flexibility that Tatum and Brown have had with Rob Williams, mm. Grant Williams, Al Horford. Yep. Um. I think that the Heat would be a juggernaut. You gave them Derek White. Imagine uh, that team with Derek White. I mean, I think what White did in the postseason last year. If we want to get really spicy, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not. We'll save that for the next week's bag. No, nah, nah, say it, um, say it, because I I think I know where you're headed with this. I think if the Heat called up the Celtics and said, "Would give you Tyler Hero for Derek White," the Celtics would say, "Hell no." And whether that's fair, or unfair. I, I think that the Derek White is the kind of player the Heat need. So yep. I'm not I, I'm not gonna say it's Tatum slander. All I'm gonna say is I'll put it this way. When when people <laughs> when people put Jason Tatum above Jimmy Butler, and I get it, Tatum's not even entered his prime yet. Okay, Jimmy Butler's 33, 34. Jason Tatum, he still has a lot of years to go, but I don't think there's a player in the NBA, and I say this as someone who's the biggest BAM fan in the world, wrote a story on BAM. Jimmy Butler has done more with less than any other superstar in the last four years, and I don't think you can question that. He's never mm-hmm. had a second-grade score. Think about yep. Kawhi and PG, LeBron and AD, mm-hmm. Durant and Kyrie, Durant and Booker, Jokic and Murray. Uh, list goes on. Tatum and Brown. Jimmy's never Durant had Durant and Harden. Exactly. Now, Bam's <laughs> different. I mean, I think he's the best defender in the NBA, but there's a lot of pressure on Jimmy in the playoffs, and he delivers time and time again. Um in a way that I don't think he even gets enough credit right. for. I, I personally don't even think it's crazy to say that the second best score that Jimmy's had in the playoffs has been Goran Dragic. Yeah, it's run. true. Yeah, uh, yeah. And true. Well, great point. And that was off of how much rest? Four months? Yep. Five yep. months? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what we're we're looking at. I, I didn't think it was a hot take. I thought it was hilarious that you said <laughs> it. That's because oh. because I literally was that mean peeking behind the bushes waiting to see people throwing <laughs> eggs at you. I loved it. Listen, it got the response I wanted, which was a lot of Celtics fans mad at me, a lot of Heat fans agreeing with me. Right. Uh, I was having fun with it. I normally don't drop a lot of takes like that uh, for free on Twitter, but that was one I've been sitting on for a little while, and it felt fun uh, to put that out there. 
no it's it is interesting because jimmy when jimmy got traded to the heat i didn't see him doing this Mm -hmm. and i and if anyone said they saw this i i'd call bullshit like i saw i i i saw him getting to the playoffs i didn't see him elevating his game to the point where I thought I might be watching Michael Jordan at times. Like it was that ridiculous. Um, and he, you know, him carrying, carrying players. But I think the the question is because he doesn't have that supporting cast. He's got who he got. And I don't know how much preseason uh, you've watched Rohan, but who do you see breaking into this rotation? You know, I was really, Tiff, I think we're on the same page here. I was really excited about Haywood. And uh, that that injury, Ugh. I think, is a huge bummer. I will say, yep. talking to people when I was doing the Jimmy story, first of all, let me tell you a quick story, Tiff. I yep. tried to get Pat Riley to admit that Jimmy Butler uh, exceeded their expectations. Um, <laughs> he wouldn't take the bait. <laughs> I asked him a very leading question. Pat's been in the game for, you know, way right. too long, though, too smart. Um, but I was like, you know, bad. Like when you guys signed Jimmy in 2019, the franchise was in a tough place and you know, right. What, what would you say the expectations were when you got him? And he was just like, he, that, that knows he knows what I was getting at. And he was like, mm-hmm. he was just like, the expectations were high with Jimmy. So I do think to an extent, um, the organization has expected this, but I have to believe deep down, even they kind of right. can't believe what Jimmy's done. Mm-hmm. As far as this year breakthrough, man, I was high on Haywood, and I've been high mm-hmm. on Haywood. I thought he had nice moments during that playoff run when he got he in did. last year. His his defense is already there. I mean, yep. there's he has the thing, something that you cannot teach in defenders. And I'm not saying he's Draymond Green. Let me preface this, but Draymond Green has it. Is some I think the best defenders in the world. What they do best is that they just they have timing down perfectly. Mm. It's very hard to get elite players timing down you think about the times like haywood like strip jason tatum like haywood's coming in cold hasn't played in a playoff game Mm -hmm. and like he got in late what was in that game uh five loss to boston he got in late but he had some nice moments and that's very hard to do and i think haywood has kind of that innate timing ability the three-point shot if the three-point shot that we've seen in the preseason Mm -hmm. is legit for haywood i don't think you can keep a player like that out of the rotation so i was really excited about him honestly probably more than anyone else. I am, you know, people are obviously excited about the young guys and I get it, but, you know, we've seen Jovic play very few minutes in the NBA and right. I, I'm just not there yet as some other people are. Right. What about you, Lou? Who do you think? And you can't um, say Hayward because we already. I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to say Haywood, even though my most liked tweet up until recently was a, a thread on Haywood Highsmith winning the Heat of Series before it happened against Boston. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've I've been on this bandwagon since summer league last year. Let's I go, think, Lou. I think he should. I I have no question in my mind. He should be one of the. He should be a starting four next year. But if I'm gonna pick the guy, I'm gonna pick the guy. I just wrote an article about, or like a little short story, I guess, whatever you want to call it, on Twitter. It's Jaime. Um, mm. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. The reason I say hi, man, is because I feel like people have this false idea of Spolstra not liking rookies. I don't think that's true. I think Spo doesn't like when rookies make rookie mistakes. If you guys remember, Precious, he got PT. He made rookie mistakes, got sat down and traded. Bam was given PT with Hassan on the team after a max. Tyler was giving a role as soon as he got stepped foot onto this team. Winslow. Richardson. It took Richardson some time, but he was a second round pick. It's there for the taking for Jaime. Right. My point with Jaime is this team desperately needs what Goran and Tyler used to provide in that 2020 run scoring off the bench. They missed it last year. It's it's some of the reasons for their struggles. Once Tyler got inserted into that starting lineup, Lowry wasn't at that level physically to provide scoring off the bench. They didn't really have a score off the bench until Caleb went there. And it's just, in my personal opinion, I think he has, I feel like the heat ceiling, and I know Uh it's going to sound crazy, he's a rookie, rests on how much they can trust him. Offensively, defensively. I think if he comes into this year and he takes over that six-man role, primary ball handler off the bench, I don't. he doesn't have to be the point guard. The Heat don't run with a fucking point guard, for God's sakes. They haven't. They didn't even last year when Gabe was on the team up until Tyler got hurt. They they do point guard by committee. I'm not saying that they don't need one. I'm just saying that it's it's helpful that Jaime can make reads. He can get to his spots. Mm-hmm. He does play in the mid post. He has great footwork. He gets to the line. He's strong. He has mm-hmm. an NBA body. If that shot ever comes along, much like um, to, to Heisman's point, I think the Heat found themselves a gold mine with this kid. Right. Damn, Lou I agree. Spitting. He he had me hyped up. Oh, you like, know, Yo. you, you know who like, Lou is now, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. Let me. I need that sign even brighter next time. <laughs> Shit, Man. don't don't tell me. I got the controller right here. Shit, put that away. <laughs> I, but Lou, I think you're 100 percent right. I think for me, when it comes to Jaime, is will he be able to make that occasional open three? Mm-hmm. Because that right there is because. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really concerned about this team's outside shooting. That's that's my biggest concern. They got a lot of slashers. They got a lot of guys that can do a lot of little things, but we need guys that can hit the consistent three. Like mm-hmm. we, we you, you need that. 
I couldn't agree more. And and I know this isn't him related, but I think that's a reason why Cole Cole Swider sticks around because he's shown he could do that. And he I, ain't I don't. Around. I don't, I don't he's gonna think get he's, a two way. He's gonna get a two way. Everybody likes to say a two way isn't enough. Caleb Martin started on a two way. Got converted. No, but it, it, no, it's enough. It's enough. But I'm saying he that what do they got? One spot left. You can't give it to Cole. You got no, no. You want me to be? Uh, you want me to be real saucy with my take, Tiff? You're, Tiff? you're starting out at a deficit right now. If my guy Hamish is injured, Josh Richards, Josh has a whatever. We have no idea about his foot. So Caleb, what knee tendonitis hasn't played all. So you're at a deficit. So as much as Cole could be a luxury, mm-hmm. like. He's he's the Mercedes, but you got Ford money. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's not you know you can't yeah. afford to do that right now. Like you and, literally can't afford to give him a contract right now, other than the two way. And you know it's crazy you say that, Tiff, because as Rohan saying, you know, he was saying earlier, this team doesn't have enough. So then you start looking at some of the pieces that can help them get to quote unquote enough, and. Mm-hmm. It's going to sound crazy, and I hope my dad's not listening to this podcast because it's his favorite Heat player, but I think the guy that will eventually get moved that's the most easily replaceable, mm-hmm. I don't think he will get moved. Let me say that just because after what he did, but I think it's Caleb Martin. The reason I say that is because I think Jamal Kane can do most of the things he can do, and Caleb can get you a nice little return at point guard. Mm. So Kane we is can- able. Oh, for Very sure. He should be on the roster. I think he should he should have a roster spot. I think his shot looks better. He's a, he's a little lengthier than Martin. I'm not saying he's particularly better, but he's right. had a year in the system. What he was doing in summer league, shooting the ball, what he was doing in the G League, shooting the ball. What he's been doing in this preseason, mm. he's looked like the best. He's doing the intangible things. He's grabbing offensive rebounds, gets the putbacks. His shot looks nice. Things that we were seeing from Caleb, we are now seeing from Kane. And I think last year, if you would have said Caleb Martin would have won the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, people would have fucking laughed at you and spit in your face. Yet here we were. <laughs> why are they spitting? Wow. Why, they want spit? why can't why they, they just laugh? Spit? Yeah, that seems a little... Shit, maybe they got a lisp or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, that's interesting. That's the, So I will say I'm a big Caleb fan. Yeah, me too. And, uh, you know, it's funny, not to toot my own horn, I told Caleb, like after game two of the Eastern Conference Finals when they were back in Miami, and I was like, I really think you should be starting. And he just laughed. I was like, I'm pretty sure you're going to be starting soon. I think you've been the third best player on this team. And Ooh. sure enough, he started starting by the end of that series. Trading him is, is interesting, and I, I hadn't thought about that possibility, but it is an interesting sweetener to throw in if Kane and Haywood show you something. Mm-hmm. It's something to think about, because if you can mm-hmm. combine – Martin with Lowry that gets you to a bigger salary number. They want to they want to you know send out as much money as possible. That's a that's a very interesting one that I've not thought of, but is uh, definitely something to think about. Um, yeah. all right. So if if we have to say who might crack the rotation, who do you think won't crack the rotation? I'm not convinced about Jovich. Not because I don't think he's talented, and I do think he showed a lot in that FIBA World Cup, but mm-hmm. what's the one thing Spo just does not accept, and that's bad defense? And I'm not saying Jovic is a bad defender or can't be a good one one day, but he hasn't proven that. And we've right. seen him hold back guys. We've seen him take out guys. We've seen him get frustrated with guys. Um, So that's one I'm keeping my eye on only because 
you know, with these injuries right now, Jovic may have to play early mm-hmm. here. Yep. But, you know, the Heat, <laughs> I remember at the start of Game 7 at the Eastern Conference Finals, <laughs> I knew they meant business that game because they started switching from the very first pick and roll. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Game 1 of the regular season is not Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. But when push comes to shove and Spo wants to get a win, it comes down to defense. That's the kind of coach right. he's always been, as frustrating as it, as it can be at times for people. Yep. And I'm just... You know, and it's not that Kevin Love is great, but he's a veteran. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little different. I'm just not convinced Jovic is going to be so good offensively that Spoh's ready to trust his defense, but he's going to have a chance to prove it. Okay. I think he gave the only right answer, and I hate that I said that because <laughs> I love Jovic, and I right. and I do think I do think I do think this is this team, and I, I'm gonna keep saying this. I think this team's peak goes as Jaime and Jovic go. I think you need young people to step up. Mm-hmm. Highsmith is one of them. I'm just basically like the unproven people. That's what determines how far this team will go. Why? Because we know what Jimmy's going to give you. We know right. what Bam's going to give you. To to Rohan's point, Bam isn't a secondary scorer. I don't think he ever should be, to be right. honest. Right. I think he's best suited primary defender, third option on offense. Mm-hmm. But we haven't given him that luxury. If Tyler steps up and takes that, then we're looking at something different. But basically, just Jovic's upside might be there, but I just think his path to some playing time looks so, so rough once mm-hmm. you consider what they gave Love, signing Thomas Bryant, and him looking good. Um, Highsmith showing up the way he has, still having Caleb who likes to play. I, I don't know, man. I just I think a lot of injuries would have to be in play for Jovic to play. And I don't know if that's going to happen. I wish he, I wish he would play because I do right. think he can provide something. Right. Well, here we are. We're starting the season with mm-hmm. injuries. So if if he was going to play, this is it. Because if Hayward is out for two weeks, we don't know what's happening with Jay Rich. We don't know if Caleb's on a minute minutes restriction. So this is the point. This is the time. Mm-hmm. If he's going to play, he's going to play now. And obviously, if he doesn't play. Th- then we know pretty much what it's going to look like for him for the, at least the first couple of months of the season. Um, somebody we really haven't talked about that uh, I feel like we have to address. And I'm going to, I'm going to go to you first, Lou. What do you want to see this season from Tyler? Oh my God. I'm so glad you you got to me Tiff, Cause, <laughs> cause I want to see this season from Tyler hero. What I've been wanting to see when people didn't want to trade him for said stars. And in my personal opinion, if Tyler ever wants to take the leap offensively to be called an elite score, I think he's a good score. I don't think he's elite. It's got to be efficiency. And you know what that starts with? What is the best thing Tyler does? Better than any player in the NBA last year. Free throws. Get to the line. Yep. He needs to get to the line. Because if Tyler just as much gets to the line six times a game, he got to the line three times a game. That's already a three-point difference. You're talking from 20 20 and a half to 23, 24 a game. True shooting percentage goes up. Offense goes up. Rating goes up mm-hmm. offensively. You know, it, that's what I feel like that's what you need to see from Tyler. Just efficiency in every area. If he can, if his field goal percentage could just be a couple points better. If his three point percentage could just be a couple points better. If his, he could shoot the same for free throws. He just needs to take more of them. All of a sudden right. you're looking at a, you know, a, like a 25 point per game score easily. And I think it's attainable. I do. I truly think it's attainable. I think 
I think this is going to be the year he has the most to prove because you can just tell in these interviews, and I don't know, maybe Rohan has talked to him or has been around him. He looks like he has an edge to him this year. And I root for guys like that. And I know that that, that's probably what's going to drive him. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious to see how much it drives him. Like, does it really, like, how much does this play into teams not wanting you? I want to see you go out there against Portland and drop 45. I want to see you talk your shit. Why? Because I want this team to win. God damn it. Tyler Hero, we fucking need you at that charity stripe, my boy. First of all, again, another great breakdown from Lou. He's right on the money about the free throws. Uh, I'm being in all seriousness. He's right on the money. Yeah. That's something Tyler's talked about. That's an important part of an elite scorer's game. I'll say this. I think this summer is the biggest fan I've ever been a Tyler Hero. I think the way he's handled everything has mm -hmm. been beyond professional, beyond his years. He's he's said all the right things, not pouted, not complained. Right. And what he's been through is tough. Not only is the team that drafted you thinking about trading you, then you have to see all these reports. This team doesn't want you. This guy mm -hmm. doesn't think you're good enough, et cetera. I think he's handled it better than everyone. Yes, I'm with you. I think going to the free throw line more would be a huge step for him. You know, but for me, it's not about scoring with Tyler. Mm. And I think back 2022 when Max Struess was in the starting lineup and the Heat went to game seven against Boston, I did a short story on Max and I talked to his college coach at Lewis, uh, his D3 mm. school before he went to DePaul. And it's funny because his college coach was like, oh, you know, in college, we were trying to get Max to play the defense that he's playing now, you know? So, like, think about it. Max Struess was getting uh, maybe beat when he was playing D3, but then you see him in the Eastern Conference Finals, and he's standing up Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is – that's working on your game. That's effort. That's improvement. And I think Tyler works at it. You know, he's got some physical disadvantages um, yeah. relative to NBA players that make it tough for him at that position right. especially. But to me, the scoring is going to be there. That's that's never been the problem for me. It's going to come down to can he find a way to get stops mm -hmm. on the other end of the floor? And yep. that's just what I want to see. That's what I want to see the years. The scoring's exciting, but when it comes down to it, at playoff time, who are who are the coaches going to trust? Yep. Um, you you can't have someone who you're going to have players who get targeted. Um, right. You know, Derek White even got targeted, and he's a great defender. You're always going to have someone be a target. It's can they win enough um, that they're not a liability? And that's just what right. I want to see from Tyler. And I think he works at it. I don't think he's lazy. I don't think he doesn't care about defense. He knows. Right. He, like, he knows. Um, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, is not news, certainly. So that's just what I want to see. How much fight uh, is he going to bring on that end of the floor? And I think right. he's really motivated. I think, like, so – I, I, I agree with both of you guys. And then there's this other thing for me that I I um I talk about where people think that I'm just like saying it in a vacuum. I he needs to find a way to do all those things, but do it in harmony with Jimmy and Bam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because I I don't know how many more times I can read that he needs to be an all-star this year. He needs to and all the things that people are saying, these are all like singular things. These are all things that he can point to himself. Listen, this team is at the point where they need to win, but they need to win with him playing in concert with the other two guys. It can't yeah. just be about him getting his numbers and being an all-star because if that's the case, they're not going anywhere. And sometimes his numbers might need to come back a little bit to be able to fit into the fray, especially in the starting lineup when you're starting with Jimmy and Bam. Because every night 
it can't be a 30 point night from Tyler. I think that you're, if, you're right. You're right on the money. I think you're right on the money. And I think that, uh, I will say one of these, re- one of the reasons we get these big Jimmy performances in the playoffs is because he has to make it happen. And so mm-hmm. the harmony thing's a great point because we want to see J- playoff Jimmy be able to be playoff Jimmy, even when Tyler's on the floor. But I, this is going to be the most motivated we've ever seen him. Right. And, and, and I'm hoping because they need it. Like there mm-hmm. is no other way to look at it, but they need it because if they don't get it, this is when a lot of questions start floating around. So, and I don't want to, you know, it's kind of like, you don't want the team to get to that point where they're all looking at each other. Like you were supposed to do this. You were supposed to do that. Cause you wanted to stay a we. And it seems mm-hmm. like, like you said earlier, Jimmy's that guy that continues to build people up. So you, you know, you want that harmony to stay within this team. Um, so I, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him to have a successful season and I'm rooting for him to just have fun doing it. Um, now I, I, I want to end with some fun. I have two questions that I want to end with. And I'm just curious to see where your mind's going. Rohan, I'm coming to you first. It's two minutes left in the game. Game's tied 98-98. Who's, who is Spo closing with? This is not going to be a popular answer. This is who <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Josh, Caleb, Jimmy, Haywood, and Bam. That's a lineup I'm excited Ooh. to see. It's a lineup I'm really excited to see, especially if Haywood's shooting like I think he's going to shoot. Mm, that sounds like clamps. Who you mm-hmm. who you got, Lou? That was my same exact five. There we Do go, not, Lou. I, oh. I, I do not want Kyle Lowry on the floor. I do not want Kevin Love on the floor. Give me, give me your four best defenders and your best three-point shooter outside outside of Duncan. It's to me, it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Balls in Jimmy's okay. hands, anyways. Yeah. Make it happen. With that lineup, it definitely is. There's, Make it there's, happen. There's no other way to look at it. All right. Now, this is a two-parter. <laughs> this is this is a two-parter. One. Well, A, let's let's go there. A, what would it mean for Jimmy to win the MVP this year? And the second part of that, what will Jimmy's hair look like when hmm. he accepts said award? Hmm. Rohan, go ahead. <laughs> well, um, we so one of the things we asked Jimmy for the magazine was, tell us an under-the-radar MVP candidate. And his answer was not Jimmy Butler. He has <laughs> zero desire to win MVP. He doesn't want to win it, um, even though he was incredible last year. Um, yeah, that I can say that he has no interest in winning that award. Um, uh, <laughs> what would it take for him to win it, though? I, I Gosh. he. Let me put it this way. I'll say this about Jimmy. He had a very underrated regular season last year, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. Again, he doesn't put up 30 points, but he he just he's one of the, the players in the NBA that makes the fewest mistakes on a nightly basis. And that's what makes him special. He doesn't take anything right. off the floor. He's always making the right decision. What hairstyle? Oh gosh. I think it's gotta go. He's gotta go for like a surfer look next, I think. I think I'm going uh bleach ble- like bleach blonde uh for Jimmy's next uh <laughs> hairstyle stunt. That's what that would be my yeah. pick. Okay. <laughs> Lou, what you got? Um, what would it mean for Jimmy to win MVP next year? 
nothing. Not a damn thing. Like <laughs> Rohan said, I don't think he gives a, I don't think he cares about winning MVP unless there's the word finals before that MVP. Mm. Um, what will his hairstyle be? I would say like a really tall mohawk. <laughs> like just really spiky everywhere. Like, I don't know. Maybe with the maybe he brings back the earrings and like the little nose pierced, you know. You never know with Jimmy Butler, man. It's a it's a box of surprises. No, you don't. Um I want to say thank you guys for joining. This has been My fun. Pleasure. This has been this has been a lot of fun. Um Absolutely. Lou, I I your light, I don't know. We're we gonna get back to that. <laughs> we'll 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 get back to that. But um Rohan, tell people where they can find you, where they can read all your articles, all the things. Yeah, you, listen, you can follow me on Twitter at Rohan Notkerney. Please read Sports Illustrated. I got to feed my family. Um, mm. So keep the clicks coming. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to everyone. Thank you, Tiff. Shout out to Heat Beat. Everyone, you guys always uh, show me a ton of support, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Lou, tell the people where they can find you. Besides the, besides besides the nightclub. Besides the bat right signal now. sign. Besides the bat <laughs> signal sign in the air. <laughs> it says saucy takes, guys. Saucy takes on Twitter. I love um, how he had to turn it off for us to be able to read it. Stop it, man! Stop it. Cut me some slack. I got the sign yesterday. I put it up with some bobby pins and stuff. Some little tic tic tacs or whatever you call them. But yeah, saucy takes on oh Twitter. God. I uh, and on I think Instagram, but I don't really use it. But just mostly saucy takes on Twitter, man. Thank you, Tiff, first of all, and Brian behind the scenes, and MHB for giving me a, a platform to a random guy in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, I mean, hi, Aaliyah, somewhere, but you know, we moved out of there. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, middle of nowhere. I mean, hi, Aaliyah. But, uh, it is what it is. Appreciate you, Lou. Um, I want to say thank you to. My shadow man in the dark, Brian, for producing this show. Also, for all you out there at home listening, watching, Twitter, YouTube, however you get it, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And remember, you are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. Bless. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.